Circle jerk? Nope. I can't believe you. I cannot believe that you've done a circle jerk before. Huh? (laughs) Have I? You just said you did. I did? You just said circle jerk. Oh. I was like, are you gaslighting? I was like, I don't remember doing a circle jerk. You've never done a circle jerk? No. Oh, I feel like guys do circle jerks. That's why it's a thing. What am I supposed to do? Pull up my homies and say, yo, pull out your dick. Let's jerk it. That's That's like doing okie cookie. Have you ever heard of okie cookie? Warning, this is a paranormal, true crime, and conspiracy podcast. Some of the content we cover can be extremely graphic, vulgar, and triggering. Please remember to take care of yourself. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) Why? Hi, podcast besties. Hello, besties. And welcome to episode 36 of the Isn't That Odd podcast. And all things spooky pod. That over there? That's Paul. And over there, that's Brianna. And this is our humble abode. And us together, we're your hosts of this stupid, scary podcast. <laughs> yes! That you love so much, you keep coming back to weekly. 36 plus episodes later. 36 in deep. Shout out to episode Actually, 6 in Actually, more in deep, because we've had like... Bonus episodes. Bonuses. It's funny. You no, know, it's funny to me, because we call them bonus episodes, because they are really intended to be bonuses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they to, just get released you know be released coincided with an actual episode like this one mm-hmm. um but we seem to use it as filler episodes <laughs> we don't use them as filler episodes you use them as filler episodes don't put me in the same boat as you um okay first off one we had to use because it was supposed to snow and then it didn't yeah so that was a filler episode yeah but then the other one two other two i don't know no was it the other two no the lat the most recent one yes Yes. but then the one before that was actually a bonus episode was it the two sentence horror story one was it a bonus yeah it was a bonus oh so we did it right at least once at least once honestly uh, one out of the three times is what what what's the odds of that third (laughs) did you say one out of three times i did yeah a third it is correct point three 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 i'm an art major i don't know (laughs) that's okay not good at math anyways Welcome to the new episode. We're back. And better than ever, clearly. <laughs> Stop, like, scrunching your eyebrows at me. No. Anyway, um, today I am on my true crime shit. What are you on, Paul? Uh, since it's the Burr month, since it's mm-hmm. uh, October, I've already said this, so mm-hmm. clearly you don't listen to me. Um, but I am still on my paranormal shit, because that is my theme for the whole damn month. That's not true, because last, last time it wasn't paranormal, it was just odd. Odd it's still it's still halloween based okay well because a haunted house is something you. you do and don't say i don't listen to you okay well what <laughs> the fuck ever this one is a paranormal based because i'm s- what i'm sticking with the spooky and the scary and the skeletons I love that. that were once in my closet but aren't anymore i got some skeletons in my closet now no if no one knows it have you heard the song yeah i don't got any anymore okay they're all out mm. i'm proud yesterday isn't this coming out yesterday was national coming out day. that's what i was gonna say okay i was like wait a second i thought it was gonna say coming out month and i was like that's well, june <laughs> yesterday as of the day we're recording this was national coming out day period breaking the fourth wall so that's love cute that. i love that Happy coming um, out day, and Paul. then i realized i came out very close to national coming out day and that was not planned hmm. i don't know when i came out i came out to you i don't know when i came out sometime in the red store mm-hmm. um so somewhere in 2020 2021 um but i came out october 15th of 2011 so i was only four days away i should have just waited i should have just came out four days earlier on tumblr just it we've already talked about this i don't (laughs) want to go back down this road if you want to hear all about my coming out story you can go back to the burn episode and honestly all about it even if you don't want to hear his coming out story you should still go back to the burn episode because that episode was a really good episode i actually started re-listening to that episode because i liked it a lot Mm -hmm. it was just really funny we miss you brenna we do (laughs) come back for another episode baby come back on the is not out podcast you can blame it all with your host paul and brianna 
All Things Spooky Pod. Yeah. But you have to do your own notes again. Yeah. Well, I'm not doing them for you. Oh, period. I yeah. barely want to do my own. Oh, literally. I have to, Yeah, like, but we'll welcome you back on anytime. So whatever you want to do. I have to hold a gun to his head and make him do his job. Find your next story. Do it. And just say, hey, I'm coming this day. And then we'll say, okay. And we'll be like, period. We usually record it on Thursday. So if you can make a Thursday work, that'd be great. If not, we'll make another day work. Just let us know in the DMs. And this goes out to anybody else, unless you suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can do your notes, and then you can tell us, and then we'll let you know if you suck or not. Yeah, if we give you a thumbs down react, it's a no. <laughs> yeah, sorry, babe. Try again. Yeah. Later. Anyway. I had another date when the podcast doesn't exist anymore. So Paul's going to go first today. Go ahead, Paul. We're just jumping right into it. We're We've just, been bantering for so long. We're just, we're just screwing them raw? We didn't screw them raw. We're just we talking. Are. Yeah, this is a whole different episode, though. We're supposed to have a lot of banter beforehand. I know we bantered earlier, but that was for a different episode. I feel like this was banter, though. This was a lot it's not enough okay what do you want to talk about i don't know what do you want to talk about i don't know what do you want to talk about hey guys what should we talk about i don't want to talk about that answer (laughs) yeah i don't want to talk about that um that's a little that's not for this podcast try another podcast (laughs) i was like huh (laughs) um i really want to make cookies again and i'm trying to figure out what kind of cookies i want to make i think i might make um make them seasonal i know yeah when we went to that school yesterday you make like an apple cookie is that a thing they, I mean, probably like an apple crumb, maybe. Mm. They were, they were oh, like an apple crisp cookie. I would, uh, just <laughs> everywhere. Just okie cookie. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Um, the school we went to yesterday for Nicole, they were making um pumpkin s'more cookies, and I was like, that is an interesting combination. I enjoy that. Um, I've also realized as an adult. Uh, I get really excited about the smallest things now that I never would have thought to get excited about before. And also because I'm a man. Um, because I ordered a face cleanser that I'm obsessed with. And it came in the mail yesterday. And I was like, I'm so happy. And that's all it took for me to be happy. Honestly, I hate it when, um, this isn't to you, but I hate it as a society. How they like make face care and like skin care like a, girly. a girly thing. Because yeah. it's like, put some fucking lotion on your dry ass fucking face, please. Clean your dirty ass fucking face, please. Please. Wash your ass, please. please. Like, it is not girly to Scrubby be clean. Down. Like no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> if anything, if you're a man listening to this and you don't do face care, do it. It's yeah. not girly. I, I know, promise if you I know it, I'm a homo homie, but you gotta just... That's Paul's get comfortable. My phone. <laughs> get comfortable with your masculinity. It's not gay to do face care. It's not. It's I not. can guarantee you, you'll get so much more play if you just take care of your skin. Hell yeah, girls love that shit. Oh yeah, I know because I'm friends with a lot of them. I can't tell you how, like, how weird it is like talking to somebody and then like meeting up with them and like seeing how much they like don't. They're take like care oily of, like, their and skin gross. And I'm just like, I hate it. And it's coming from me who has like oily skin, but I do things to com- to like combat it, and like mm-hmm. I'm constantly like doing like switching up my skincare routine to like make up for things but it's like i hate it when like you hang out with a guy and he just has no fucking no care for no care for himself and i'm like being like i'm over here making myself look and smell amazing and he barely anything yeah and you smell like poop yeah no thank you (laughs) if you need a suggestion bisexual because let me tell you (laughs) honestly don't blame you (laughs) if you need a suggestion honestly i'm gonna give a plug this ain't even sponsored but my cousin, she has her own face care oh, I didn't company, know that. which is crazy. Yeah, that's where the cleanser is uh, is from. I didn't know that. What's the name of it? Plug it. Uh, it's called Dermaskin. Ooh. Dermaskin.shop. Um, and actually, she came out with it. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. Because that was when I went to you and I was like, what do I use for product? Oh, yeah. And she has what's called a ritual kit, mm-hmm. I believe is the name of it. And it's free. You just have to pay for shipping. So it's like maybe $12. Mm-hmm. And you get all the products that she sells in like small sample sizes to test out. And that's how I fell in love with the cleanser. The cleanser has like a soft like citrus smell to it. Mm-hmm. And it makes my face so skin and clean. And I love every bit of it. Oh, I want to try it. And I'm not even just saying this because she, like, she's my cousin or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I'm i a teller if it's shit. I would tell anybody <laughs> if your shit is shit. If your he shit would, is shit, me. I'm going to tell it shit. Um, <laughs> but no, I love it. And um, so if you want to test out the product, get the ritual kit for like fucking $12 or whatever it is for shipping. It's worth it. See what you like and then buy that shit. Dermaskin.shop, not sponsored, but homie, fix your fucking face because it's gross. Honestly, though, if she wants to make this sponsored, that too, but this is not sponsored. <laughs> Hold on. Let me go get it. Um, talk to them and entertain them while I'm gone. <laughs> I really want to try that now. I didn't even know that she had a skincare brand. That shows how much Paul... <laughs> you heard the door open that shows me how much paul uh doesn't like to fucking tell me things because i didn't know that oh. yeah it's in a super cute oh. <laughs> super cute uh 
black packaging. And I actually read up on this. She, I don't know if she posted on I don't remember where I read it. But she said it's in black because it reflects the UV rays, so it keeps the product to last longer. And I was like, smart queen. It's called Smooth Sailing Gentle Citrus Cleanser. Um, and I'm going to pass it to Brianna so she can look at it. But honestly, I love it. I'm like, survey who? It was wet. Huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> I said it, it touched it. Was it, was in, wet. it lives in the shower. Oh, yeah. Just smell it. Give it a smell. Not me giving this a long-ass plug, but it's worth it. Oh, it does smell good. And right? I really don't like citrus. Right? It smells really nice. I, I love like it. I like that. It's like a and light And then she scent. has the, what is it? Hydro, 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 yep. whatever, Hi- acid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that worked just as good. She has eye patches too. Um, and then a moisturizing cream, which worked just as well too. Um, I'm going to be honest. I use this with my cleanser and then my moisturizer I have from the Ordinary brand. That one's good too. Honestly, just take care of your fucking self. This is an option. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options out there. This is a good option that I recommend. Mm-hmm. Do something because you fucking stink. And that's <laughs> my PSA for the day. <laughs> I love the you fucking stink. Dead silence. <laughs> Dead silence. Take care of your goddamn self, okay? It's and worth it. If you it. don't know, now, now you know. know. Player. Yeah. Player. Yeah. Player. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's really the point i wanted to make is just take care of yourself and that's an option for you to do and each other the ordinary brand is really good i tried them recently that's what i, I like use. their product too and it's really affordable this cleanser was like 35 dollars. Mm. it's like it's not that and it's six ounces worth so i'm like that's gonna last me a while i i use the ordinary as like my skin you already know this i have like a whole bunch of my use like their serums the the lotion and i have like the glyconic acid too mm-hmm. it's supposed to yeah so I'm really into skincare stuff. My mom came in my room the other day and she was like, look at all your skincare stuff. And I was like, yeah. She's like, you never cared about skincare before. I was like, I'm 25 years old, Jen. <laughs> of course I'm going to care about skincare now. I'm a fake fan. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I gave, so it's not actually dermaskin.shop. It's dermaskin.store. But same, same thing. thing. Same idea. Yeah. Um, same thing, different website. <laughs> so yeah, do dot store same thing uh, different instead domain. of dot shop. So dermaskin dot shop uh, store. Jesus Christ, I can't even do it. Period. Well, regardless, um, and she has twenty three percent off now for summer. FYI, um, mm-hmm. so you get to save a little bit. So you help a you help a fellow girly out, and you make yourself smell good and feel good and look good. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that's all I have for you today. Okay. Um, I think that's more than enough. I've yes. done my due diligence today. Yes. You're welcome. Thank you, Paul. You're so welcome. Insert applaud. Thank you. Period. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my God. Stop. Stop. It was not that serious, guys. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough about, enough about uh, all that. We, enough about you smelling. Yeah, enough of you smelling. I can smell you from here. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> enough of that why is this hella zoomed in i love bullying our listeners it's my favorite same that's my love language true we do bully each other a lot that's what i was saying to a certain somebody when i was on facetime with them the other day that that's how you know when i like you when i bully you Mm -hmm. because that's my love language if i'm too nice to you i probably don't like you (laughs) ice cream Mm -hmm. Mm, got it (gasps) that's the nickname ice cream Period. Oh, speaking of Hi, uh, speaking of nicknames, I'm so sorry. I know I was gonna get into the story, but we're gonna go on another side tangent. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> told one of our coworkers, well, one of my coworkers, I guess, because mm-hmm. not coworker with you anymore, mm-hmm. sadly, um, about the 411 on our nicknames at the coffee shop I go to. Because mm-hmm. I asked her, I was like, "Who is there?" And she's like, "I have no idea." And I was like, "Girl, we got to get you on this this <laughs> nickname train here." Is it and then I was like, "Conahay, is was it like, home girl?" Yeah. <laughs> homegirl there's green day and so i went over there and i was like okay okay i came back and i said all right i got my coffee so the guy that looked like this was you know green day the one that's like this is matthew mcconaughey and i just went through the nicknames and i said so if i ask you again you better have the right goddamn nickname so i know what i'm getting into when i go over there because some people make great coffees others make shitty coffees so i gotta know i forgot to tell you that green day has been flirting with me uh yeah he also didn't charge me for my coffee the other day. And he, I always thought he was so fucking rude. But now every time I come in, he'll be like, he just like says things and he's like, oh, and you're getting like your tomato roll. And then the other day he was like, oh, your hair looks really nice today. And I was just like, 
I was like, I'm so rude to you because you're such a dick to me. And now he you're- didn't do any of that. For- well, the homegirl actually one day told him not to charge me for my drink and mm-hmm. just for my food. Mm-hmm. And so I went, what, a day or two ago, and I got my usual grilled cheese and my beverage because I'm basic. Grilled cheese. And he just charged me for the grilled cheese. And I said, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to complain. I think it's so funny. Like, we're just so popular. We That's are. It, is. it hurts to be so popular. Sometimes. Honestly. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You know what was also popular? No. <laughs> That's a bad segue. So do. But yeah, so I'm on my paranormal shit today, so I have a nice little ghosty story for you uh, that I'm excited about. Um, and it actually has a lot to do about a plantation. Now, it's so... Plantations to me are so intriguing because they always look so nice, but I know there's some fucked up shit behind them. Mm-hmm. Can you agree? Like, oh, 100%, yeah. I see photos, I'm like, that's a beautiful-ass place. I'm so sad it got used for such terrible shit. That's why a lot of people, um, when people get, like, married at plantations, people lose their fucking shit. Because it's like, you're getting, you, yeah, you're getting married, it's a beautiful occasion, it's a great location, but, like, you know how many people, like, were assaulted, murdered, and enslaved yeah. literally on that land? Yeah, so it's like, I just wish I had a better background, because I just, I don't know. I feel bad saying I like the looks of... I like the looks of plantations and how they're built, but obviously not. Why is Plymouth Plantation called that? I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, saw the look on your face and I said, what? I know, because I, I know you're talking about like a slave plantation. Yeah, correct? yeah, yeah down, so like, down south. Yeah, okay. And then Plymouth Plantation, for all of our local girlies, is like a colony-esque place where you can like see how the original settlers lived. Why the fuck is it called that? I don't know. Someone well, look it up. Nor, if you're listening, look it up. Email me. Please. Thank you. Love <laughs> Thank you. you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so speaking about plantations, a little bit of backstory about them if you don't know. Uh, the first one was actually formed on the Caribbean island in the 16th century, and they are farms that specialize in cash crops that usually are focused on planting and harvesting of a single crop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll have little kind of like side areas where they'll do more veggies and stuff. Um, kind of more for for themselves but mm-hmm. when it comes to actually like the cash crop deals you only focus on one yeah yeah um and like i said they're very beautiful plots of land and buildings especially i just have a thing for like older buildings so especially now that they're so like much older and it just to me that just makes them look even better mm-hmm. um and i'm like i want to go you know search one if there's the one thing about me i love searching abandoned places and that's gonna get me killed one day and that's okay um That'll be episode uh, 2000 of the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, as beautiful and great as they are on the outside, they obviously are sites of some very brutal oppression and evoke images of tragedy and human suffering. And for that, we don't stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, as we already know and can assume, they were very largely responsible for the growth of slavery in the United States. And in today's era, very few are left, which mm-hmm. is surprising to me. Um, mostly due out of natural disaster, neglect, or fires throughout the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ones that are still standing, though, leave behind, as we said, some rich history and some dark secrets, and maybe even some ghosts, too. Hmm. Ooh. Happy Halloween. Oh, God. So the specific one that I want to talk to you about is called the Myrtle's Plantation. That's not what I thought you were going to talk about. I was going to scream. I thought you were talking about something else. What did you think I was talking about? Well, I don't want to tell you because I want to talk about it. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this one is called the Myrtle's Plantation. So this is a historic home and formal... Is it near Myrtle Beach? No. Okay. A historic... No. Okay. I was like, why are you saying that? And then I realized. (laughs) So it's a historic home and former antebellum plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Mm. And it was built in 1796 by General David Bradford. <laughs> so this specific plantation has been witness to over 200 years of history and is considered one of the most haunted places in America. Oh. Which is, I was like, interesting. It's interesting and I've never heard about it. Like, I feel like if it's like one of the most haunted places, you think people will talk about it more. Mm-hmm. But here we are. I get a point because you don't know what I'm talking about. I know. Congratulations. So the house itself features a clapboard exterior and is built in the Creole cottage style that characterized many Louisiana plantation houses in the 19th century. And the main feature of the plantation is a 125 foot long veranda that extends the entire length of the facade and wraps around the southern end of the house. 
So it's basically like this big ass porch that just wraps around most of the house. Honestly, it looks beautiful. I love wraparound porches. I'm a sucker for them. I'm just a sucker for a wraparound porch with the, the. What are you laughing at? Are you also a sucker for a wraparound? That too. Um, (laughs) That's why. With just like the rocking chairs and stuff on it, and I just imagine like the hanging plants on the. I don't know. It's just like a whole vision, and it's so cute. And I just goals maybe one day. Hmm. Um. So in total, this plantation has 22 rooms spread over two floors, and the current landscape is centered on a large pond that features a small island centered with a gazebo that is accessed via a bridge. The one thing I love about older houses, I'm sorry to cut you off, but they don't make entryways like they used to, man. Let me fucking tell you. The entryways into those old houses are fucking nice. They are. And now it's just maybe a little piece of lawn, some half-assed stone path. Mm Mm-hmm. Then when you, I'm talking about the entryways, like when you open the door, like in a foyer, like uh, those kind of entryways. Like they don't make those about. like how they used to. No, not anymore. Um, now I could, and I wanted to go more in on in depth on the architecture, and let you kind of visually <laughs> see it in your own head as I talk about it. Um, but then I also remembered as I was doing these notes how Brianna just totally checked out last time I did that. So I said mm, I'm not going to do that today. It felt like I was in my art history class. You have to understand. <laughs> Because I remember it was the Dakota Apartments building where John Lennon died. And I was trying to tell you all about it and how beautiful it was. And you were just like. <sighs> I wasn't like that. I just disassociated. <laughs> Which is practically the same thing. No. You I, might as well have been snoring in my face. No, I was awake. I was looking you in the eye. I just wasn't listening. <laughs> you might as well have been asleep. <laughs> I would have probably preferred you be asleep <laughs> than pretending like you were present. And then I randomly snapped back when you said something. I don't even yeah. remember what you said. I was like, wait, whoa, whoa, you. what? <laughs> no, no, no. So. As I said before, this house has seen a lot of shit, mm-hmm. um, and one of those is actually a legend about a slave named Chloe. Mm. And this legend starts with General Bradford. So he's the one that built the house in 1796. Did I have the right date? Okay. So yeah. So General Bradford, when he built the house in 1796, supposedly had a bunch of slaves, and one was named Chloe. And he lived in this home by himself for a few years until 1799 when he was actually pardoned and he was brought. And at that point, he brought over his whole family to live with him. Mm -hmm. So this man was kind of on the run with some war stuff. And then he got pardoned a few years later. And then he's like, okay, family, you can come live with me now. So then he pulled everyone over. I feel like that happened a lot, though, back when, like, they were discovering and settling the new land. Like, if they didn't want you in the homeland, they were just like, oh, get on this fucking ship and go. And then you'd be like either that or die like okay i guess i'll go right i guess i'll go (laughs) um so when general bradford actually passed he would pass the property rights off to his daughter and her husband clark woodruff so the woodruff's time on the plantation is when we would start seeing some paranormal happenings and that is because during their time at the plantation clark was known to be an honest man with a fatal flaw Mm -hmm. and what do you guess that fatal flaw would be if you had a guess I would guess that he liked to rape women, I'm guessing. Kind of. So he had a very insatiable appetite for sex. Mm. And, I mean, while he did get some action from his wife, it just wasn't enough. So he would do what he thought was best and turn to one of the slave girls. Oh, just like, what was his name? Didn't Benjamin Franklin do that? Maybe. Uh, I think he did. I don't know. A lot of them Allegedly. Did. A lot of them did. <laughs> it's not even alleged. A lot of them did. <laughs> so he would turn his sights over to none other than Chloe, the one that this legend is based upon. So as a slave, Chloe knew if she opposed of the relations, she would, of course, be immediately punished because she was disobeying. And this would come at the cost of working long hours under the harsh sun or something even worse. So she just obviously posed with the choice mm-hmm. went with the most obvious choice and that was to just proceed with their sexual relationship with Woodruff mm-hmm. and not succumb herself to more punishments or death literally yes so realistically she was given two choices but one was really only the true choice she could yeah, make i feel like she wasn't given any choices <clears throat> no so this would be a relationship that would last for a few years and just on and off. Did sneaking. you say how old Chloe was? It didn't say no. Mm. So they would go on and off sneaking. 
Um, but after a while, Chloe would become worried that his wife was going to find out. Mm-hmm. So she went ahead and decided to snoop. And by snoop, she would just listen into the family's conversations at times when, you know, she was supposed to be out back, not in the house. And just to see if she would catch any potential clues to the wife maybe catching on, anything they were saying. Um, that way she'd kind of be a step ahead. Well, one of these times she was snooping, Woodruff actually caught her listening to the conversation. And the punishment was exactly what you would expect. He, since she was snooping, would order for her air to be cut off. And this forced her to wear a turban to cover her disfigured air. So he said, you want to be a snoop and listen to our conversations? We're just going to chop that right off of you. She was too stunned to speak. Yes. Um, Of course, this set Chloe's eyes ablaze and she wanted revenge. You want to know a fun fact that's not so fun? What? Did you know that back around the time of like slavery and stuff like that, that the women were actually more brutal to the slaves than the men's were like the wives of the like plantation owners were more yeah brutal and that to was slaves. that was mostly her biggest concern was she didn't want the wife to find out because the wife found out she was obviously going to be punished and it was not going to be pretty in the yeah. slightest because so she was like i need to catch i need to see if she's even on to this because she is i need to stop it i need to figure it out because mm-hmm. if i don't and she figures it out i'm totally as well because black black women um women back then just had like no rights but they had more rights than slaves did so it's like oh my husband won't let me do anything well i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you because i'm upset about it like Mm -hmm. that's it's just fucking crazy when i found that out i was like jesus fucking yep so one night when chloe was making her little revenge plan the family was sitting for dinner and chloe knew this was the best time to set off her idea so during this time woodruff was actually away and so it was just the wife and his children that were getting ready to sit down for dinner. And allegedly, before they were able to sit down and start scoffing down on the din-din, she would actually get in there, throw some poison into the food. Period. And just watch them from afar gobble up every last piece of that dinner. Period. And so I- in turn, it would only take a few days before Woodruff's wife and children would be dead slay of course other slaves scared for their own lives in the backlash of woodruff when he comes home to find his family dead decided to take matters into their own hands to settle the situation so their idea was they were going to take chloe tie a rope around her neck and hang her from the nearby tree i'm sorry they lynched her they did oh my god because they said woodruff is going to come back here he's going to be obviously fucking fuming and he's going to take it out on everybody However, if we can take care of business now and be like, hey, she did it. We took care of it. Don't worry. He may be, you know, willing to let them, I let, feel the like less of, still... let the rest of them off. I feel like he's still going to be fucking furious. I, yes. <laughs> I didn't say there was a full plan. <laughs> um, but when she was officially dead by hanging, the slaves would then cut her body down, toss it into the river for nature to take hold for eternity. Why didn't they just, like, leave the body for him to see? I feel like that. I feel like that would have been the better idea, but they were just like, no, nope, we hung her. She's dead. The The river, the nature, the animals, they got her now. Don't worry about it. We got your boss. Oh, so bad for her. Yeah. So Chloe's spirit is actually one of the more prominent spirits and forces that is found and said to be living on the plantation and haunting those that come to visit. However, Chloe wasn't the only death upon the Myrtle Plantation lands. So in 1834, it's reported Woodruff would finally solve the plantation and would be obtained by Ruffin Gray Sterling. Now, what a hell Mr. of a Ster- first name. Huh? What a hell of a first Ruffin? name. So Mr. Sterling would go on to remodel and rename the plantation after the crepe myrtle trees that grew around the property. Mm. And that's how we got Myrtle's Plantation. Okay, I was going to say. So sometime following this, the plantation would be passed off again to William Winter, and he was the husband of one of Sterling's daughters, keeping him within the fam. Mm. In 1871, an unnamed man would shoot William in the chest as he was leaving his house. So this man was just leaving to do his usual dues and just gets popped right in the chest. So he would then stumble running back into the house, Stumbling up the stairs before dying in his wife, Sarah's arms. 
Why is it always gotta be a fucking Sarah? <laughs> always a Sarah. She always gotta find her way into the mess. I was gonna say it's so fucking rude of him to do that and traumatize her, but then you're like, <laughs> and here I am Sarah. saying fucking Sarah. <laughs> I was not expecting you to say. That. So yeah, this man gets shot, runs upstairs, stumbles upstairs to find his wife, and then before just dying right in her arms, right at the top of the stairs. Uh, the plantation would go on to be passed off many times after this, before its reputation as a haunted house would fully come to fruition. So, taking us all the way up to 1970 is when the Myrtles Plantation would be purchased by the Myers family. The plantation would then be transformed into a bed and breakfast. I do know this. But with a spooky twist that no one was ready for. Soon after guests would finally fill the rooms officially, they would report hearing strange noises. Even some seeing ghostly apparitions of a young girl who happened to be wearing a turban. Mm. Sound kind of familiar? A little bit. At this point, Chloe was a full-blown local legend and it would be in, in 1992 when the owner of the bed and breakfast supposedly caught her on camera. Was that the year you were born? 94. Mm. The owner was taking a picture for insurance purposes, and the photo would be forgotten about for years until a researcher asked to use it for a postcard. So, I mean, I get that. You go out, you take a picture really quick, you send it off to what you need to do, and mm-hmm. then you don't even think about it. Yeah. I know for me, when I take pictures of just random stuff to, like, remember or look at, mm-hmm. I'll just take it real quick, not really pay attention, send it off, and mm-hmm. then it's just in my camera roll forever, and then sometimes I'll go back to it and be like, oh, yeah, well, there's this. Yeah. So... It would take until he would blow up the photo to size that he could use for mm-hmm. a postcard that he noticed the figure of what appeared to be a young girl. Mm-hmm. The owner states in regard to the photo that nobody was in the area that day and it was just them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know me personally, I'm not convinced about the photo. I looked at it, obviously, and I'm going to post it on Instagram. So if you want to see it, it's isn't that odd pod at Instagram. I'm not convinced that it's really a photo of anything. But y'all can be the judge. You never are. No. Do you have a picture to show me? <coughs> no. That's you can look at it on your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> when I post it. Right. Um, because you kind of see like an alley of the house that leads towards like the back. And there's a little something. It just, to me, it doesn't look like a, a person. But you know what? He said, I'm not going to believe it until I see it. He sees it. He said, that doesn't look like anything to me. It doesn't. <laughs> and you'll see. Go to our Instagram. You'll see. So, besides Chloe, actually, you know what? I'll show you. (laughs) Yeah, show me. So, in regards, this is the photo that was blown up for a postcard. And obviously, the red arrow is going to show you what they're looking at. But I'm like, I'm not really convinced. Oh, is it the thing next to the white pole? Huh? Is it this? Yes. Paul, that's a person. No, it's not. Yeah, you can see the arm and the shoulder. It's not. You can see the head and then where the shoulder meets. It looks like their arm's like this. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes? Oh, my God. I think it looks like a person. <laughs> like, what else is that going to look like? It literally looks like a statue. I'm unconvinced. Anyways, you're Delulu. <laughs> I'm not Delulu. You're Delulu, I think. You're Delulu. That literally looks like a fucking statue. That's why I was like, what is it pointing at? I was like, that's a fucking statue. It's not a statue. It's not even a person. Yeah, it's a ghost. So, anyways, besides <laughs> Chloe... <laughs> Other ghost sightings have been reported on the property that go about some claiming to see young girls in old style clothing in the windows to others claiming they see glimpses of Woodruff's children appearing in the mirror near the room where they died. As is almost seemingly everything since, you know, we stole land from them and all, another local legend claims the Myrtle Plantation was built on top of none other than an Indian burial ground. So... I don't know if I've said this before, but I think the entire country is an Indian burial ground because I feel like something is always built on top of an Indian ground. Because I was going to say, being buried on Indian burial ground ground is something very popular with paranormal stories. Mm -hmm. So this makes it no different. Um, And this actually leads us to a supposed spotting of a Native American woman in a gazebo on the property, and she is presumed to be one of the ones buried on these grounds. Mm. And this is actually a burial ground for the Tunica people, to be exact. And they are a Native American tribe that was found in the Mississippi River Valley. Hmm. 
besides all of this, some people have actually reported seeing William Winter himself, who happens to be one of the only ones we know for certain was actually a victim at the Myrtle Plantation. Surprise! <laughs> the legend around William's ghost revolves around him reliving his final moments of life by loudly staggering through the house's entrance and running up the stairs that he ended up passing away on. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be residual? Mm-hmm. Some have claimed to also have photographic proof, but the authenticity comes into question due to its quality and just overall grainy look. It just so wasn't an Paul, HD shot. Yeah, Correct. So Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an HD shot, you know, in the 90s, you know, or right. later. Or I mean, yeah. earlier, you know. Right. How dare they? Yeah. They couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi, at least. Right, yeah. no. Speaking of, did you... No, Couldn't use we'll get iPhone it. We'll, get, we'll get there at the end. I don't want to go on a tangent right now. Why? So, You're fine. <laughs> So when it comes down to it, whether to believe in the Myrtle Plantation ghost is totally up to you. But for me, I clearly don't. Mm-hmm. Um, as fun and everything as it is, but if we're speaking factually, which is what I like to do, William is the only true recorded death on the plantation. Yeah. Chloe seemingly does not and never existed as she didn't appear on any records around the Woodruff slaves. Also, speaking of Woodruff, his wife and children did die, but they died of a more prominent cause going around colonial Louisiana at that time, and that was yellow fever. There are a handful more of other legends surrounding the grounds and supposed murders that took place there. However, like I said, William is the only truthful one that happened, and for all we know, the others are just purely fictional. But if they you died know there, what? regardless, you would still see their ghosts. So that doesn't make sense. Because you said that there's, his kids are seen there. Well, they died of yellow fever. Well, them, they but died of yellow. still on the property. I think that was more. that's more so just to... Because it was claimed they were poisoned and they died. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they'll still be seen, but they died of yellow fever, not of poisoning. And then the supposed ghost that I show you, the picture of, of Chloe, isn't potentially real because there was just no record whatsoever of chloe even existing how do you know she didn't go by a different name i'm just going by what the records say babe okay but you know what i'll have fun it's halloween time i'll choose to believe oh my god because i love a good spooky tale paul's rolling his eyes um but only for this month because once halloween's over that's it sure okay i'm back i'm back to my normal self okay you're welcome but you got me for now you got me for a couple more weeks I believe it. Woo! <laughs> uh, one good note here is that if you actually want to see if they're real for yourself, you are more than welcome to stay a night there, even right in William Winter's room. But just be prepared to pay the scary price of $250 a night. It can only sleep two, so it's not even like you could split the cost between a bunch of people, but for one night experience, it could be worth it if you catch some glimpses of some spooky ghosties how big is the room it's really not that big i was gonna say how dare you tell me only two people can sleep in there someone can sleep on the floor it's really not that big no <laughs> um but you can you can still stay there it's still you can do tours you can actually stay nights there's william's room there's general bradford's room there's a whole bunch of different rooms you can stay in mm. so if you want to prove me wrong and catch some Ghosties. 2023 hd images and videos of ghosts <laughs> and send them to us at isn't that at gmail.com you're more than welcome to we're talking to you zach bagans <laughs> <laughs> what was your tangent that you didn't want to go on oh because i was gonna say speaking of uh 2020 video and pictures did you see what's going around now of that couple in colorado that supposedly caught a video of bigfoot nope oh i'll show you after okay. but yeah there's a video floating around of people that were apparently on a train in colorado and you see a figure that resembles something Bigfooty that's just running around on the mountainside. Hmm. And yeah. I feel like people who don't believe in Bigfoot, do you believe in Bigfoot? No. Okay. I feel like people who don't believe in Bigfoot are kind of stupid because okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of stuff that we just don't know that exists, especially in like really remote areas. I know, but I feel like if something like Bigfoot existed, we would have found something concrete at this point. Not true, because, I mean, like, Grant, there's still, like, tribes that live in, like, on these random islands that we still have no contact with the outside world. So, like, who's to say? I don't mean on different. I, I mean, no, like, but that's, I'm just here saying. Here in the good old USA. 
but there's still so many like rural rural places where like people can't survive or like in the woods like in the mountains and stuff like that like where people go hiking like i don't know i just feel like it's not wrong to think that there could be like a bigfoot-esque thing there i don't know i don't know i in terms of aliens yes makes sense to me like there's so much unexplored space that we'll never be able to explore in our lifetime Mm -hmm. whereas i feel like we have the opportunity and ability to explore every part of land in the fucking usa if we wanted to but we don't and we haven't well we should well we shan't (laughs) well we should so anyways (laughs) that's enough about my ghost and And the paranormal what do you got for us today on your agenda I'm covering another true crime case. I feel like I've been on my true crime shit now for like many. You've been episodes. on true crime and I've been on spooky shit. Yeah, I've been on my true crime shit for a while. But I'm okay I with it. Was really excited to tell you this story. That's why I did this story. Ooh, is it spooky? Nope. Oh. Well, yes. Nice. Not in the way that you think so. Not oh. in the good kind of spooky. Well, what the f- does that mean? Stick around and find out. Uh, that is not a podcast. Okay. So, my sources today are obviously all things interesting because, you know. Oh, my sources were all that interesting in Wikipedia. Um, people.com and grunge.com. You say people.com? Mm hmm. Hmm. Like the magazine? Mm hmm. The website. I th- thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Ugh. <laughs> so, when you think of popular shows from the early 2000s, what's the that's first so one? That's Raven. What's the first one that comes to mind? That he said that's a ribbon. Well, for me, <laughs> <laughs> I think of shows like Pimp My Ride and Wife Swap. Oh, it was very off. Yeah. Oh my god, what was mm, Room Room Raiders? Mm-hmm. If for some reason you've never heard of the show Wife Swap, I'll explain it. So, Is for there a true crime story on Wife Swap. Sorry, go on. So for two weeks, families with opposing values and ideologies quote exchange wives. That show was wild. The wives would leave a list of rules for the family to follow for the first week, for the fir- like the new wife to follow mm-hmm. these rules. And then the second week, the, quote, new wife would be able to change and implement new rules that she follows at her home on the new family. And the main point being of the show is the family either learns to appreciate the what their wife and mom slash mom like does for them, or they realize that maybe they could stand to live a little bit differently, be a little bit more lenient, be a little bit more strict, whatever, whatever. So mm-hmm. I'll learn a lesson. Yeah. See it from someone else's point of view, someone else's shoes. Exactly. Well, what if I told you that today I'm going to be covering the wife swap murders? I'm here for it. (laughs) I didn't know there were murders, so I'm I'm locked and loaded. (laughs) That's why I was, when I, literally, I was listening. (laughs) You should see the way he's drinking his coffee right now. When I heard this case, I immediately, I was listening to a podcast. I'm pretty sure it was either, um, I think it was Creeps and Crime that I was listening to it on. So shout out to them. Um, I don't know what episode it was. But I was listening to it, and I was like, I'm fucking covering this, and I'm fucking telling Paul about it, because Jesus fucking Christ. Like, I'm into it. Yeah. Let's go. Locked and loaded. So Strapped on, in and strapped on. <laughs> on Wednesday, April 23rd of 2008, a new episode of season four of Wife Swap aired, and it featured the Stockdale and the Tonic family. Families, I should say. The Tonic family from Illinois included Lori, her husband, John, and their two children, T-Vic and Megan. Um, this family was easygoing and laid back and considered very liberal. Lori can be seen on the show dancing with her children, bringing burgers home for them almost every night, and literally, like, just liberally giving them money all the time. Like, she'd be like, oh, you want some money? Here you go. And that doesn't seem too crazy, and it seems pretty normal in the least, you know, to kind of, like, dance with their kids, like, give them kind of food that's not good for them, and give them money, you know, whatever. But compared to the Stockdale family, we were on polar opposites of the spectrum, and that's what made this episode so good. The Stockdale family was from Ohio, and it included members Kathy, who was the mother, um, Timothy, her husband, and their four sons, Calvin, Charles, James, and Jacob. The family was described as devout Christians. So, you know. They were, like, super duper fun to be around. Mm. They were just, like, the best people to They definitely with. sang Trisha Paytas's I Love You, Jesus. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. Believe I me. I love you, Jesus. They did. I love you, Jesus. You give me reason. You give me hope. Jesus. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway. <laughs> Kathy felt the need to, quote, protect her boys from bad influences. Mm. Meaning that her boys lived on Sheltered a secluded life. farm where they were homeschooled and were not permitted to watch TV, play video games, or listen to mainstream music. This is giving me Ed Gain vibes. In fact, the only music they partook in was their, Christian quote, rock. wholesome family bluegrass band. Ugh. <laughs> the name of their band was the Stockdale Family Band. Oh, it was original. And Jacob played the fiddle. James was on bass. Charles played the mandolin, whatever the fuck that is. The mandolin! <laughs> Calvin played the banjo. And Timothy, who was again the father, he was on guitar. And Kathy's role in the band was to manage them and to book their shows. So they were just all a family business, and that's what they did in their They free did time. shows? Yes, they either... Who sang? I think they all kind of sang, I'm oh. assuming. I don't know what folk... I don't know what bluegrass kind of music either, is. I'm honest. assuming it's just like folk music. Um. Oh, true. Yeah. But, um... So they would like do farm work and they would do schooling and then in their free time, instead of like doing fun stuff, they weren't even allowed to do sports. She thought that even them doing sports was like too much because it made them quote aggressive. So they couldn't do anything fun. And so they would do their chores on the farm. They would do their schoolwork and then they would do this bluegrass band with their whole family. And that's what they did for fun. Hmm. Exciting. If the boys wanted somewhat of a chance to even listen to the radio, and it had to be, like, monitored radio time, like, they weren't allowed to just, like, choose a station, um, they had to earn it by doing work around the farm, like, extra work. They had to do more work than normal, and then, then they could get radio privileges. Kathy is quoted in the episode saying, quote, We don't allow any cussing. I think that dating poses a physical danger, like pregnancy. It's not worth it. It's important that we have control over their character and their education. And with that pregnancy comment, I'd also just like to point out that they were also not allowed to make any friends at all or date anybody at all. So all they had was each other. Yes. Great. Mm -hmm. Now, we are going to jump to June 15th of 2017. Police received and responded to a 911 hang-up call at the residence in Beach City, Ohio. This was the very first time that police had ever been called out to the residence. They've never been there before. When the officers arrived on the scene, they heard a single gunshot. And so they immediately broke down the door and ran into the house. When they entered the home, they found Jacob Stockdale, who was now 25. He was a teenager when his family appeared on the mm -hmm. show, bleeding from a gunshot wound to the head. Oh. As they went past him, some of the officers went further into the house, the officers found the bodies of Catherine Stockdale and James Stockdale, and Catherine was 54 and James was 21. The responding officers quickly came to the conclusion that Jacob had murdered his brother and mother and then tried to turn the gun on himself and commit suicide. They came to this conclusion, obviously, because they heard that final gunshot when mm -hmm. they first got there, and then there's no one else on the home or on the property. So, like, process of elimination right. someone had to pull the fucking trigger it's mm -hmm. if those two are already dead and you're not dead it's most likely you right anyhow jacob was actually still alive though he did not succumb to his wound and he was immediately rushed to the hospital How you fuck yes anyways and when he got rushed to the hospital the doctors were able to save his life so jacob survived but his mother and brother did not so he successfully murdered his family mm -hmm. those two family members so calvin who was the oldest brother and charles who was like the second oldest, mm -hmm. the two oldest ones, they weren't there when this happened because they were like already away at college. They were already doing their own things. So you mentioned everybody but the dad. So where the hell is the dad? I don't know. Oh. He just wasn't there. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Great. I'm assuming he was like off on like a work trip or he was off like doing work or he something. He wasn't already dead? No. It was not. Huh. Anyway, so Calvin, again, who is the oldest Stockdale brother, um, issued a statement following the murders. And it was, quote, James, our youngest brother, has always been the catalyst of family fun. He leaves behind many friends and a family that loved him dearly. My brother, Jacob, is still in critical condition, and we are praying for his physical recovery as our family makes funeral plans and begins the healing process. And I would just like to say that even like reading this and when I was typing this out, when I was doing my notes, mm -hmm. um, he said he leaves behind many friends, but like they weren't allowed to have friends. I was just about <laughs> to say that, but I'm curious if... It's because, I mean, you just said the other two were out to college, so I wonder if he was also 
in college. He was and the so youngest. I don't know exactly how old he was at the time of his death, but um, actually, did you say he was like twenty or twenty? I just said that. Yeah. yeah, I was like, wait a second, I did just say. So it. that's definitely college age. So maybe he was off to college and was finally able to make get the opportunity to make yeah. friends. Maybe. And Timothy, who is the father that you keep asking about, <laughs> um, he also issued a statement. Quote, Kathy has been my beloved wife for 32 years and a wonderful wonderful, and a wonderful mom to our four sons. She loved nothing more than being a mother and a grandmother, and she had a strong love of learning and was passionate about her Christian faith, natural health, and organic farming. End quote. The actually insane part about this case, though, besides the fact that he just, like, murdered his mm-hmm. younger brother and his mom, um, was that they have no idea why he did it. He never gave a reason to why he did it. He, he still hasn't? Nope. Because the man's alive, isn't he? Yep. What the? So, Lori, though, the mom from, like, the original, like, mm-hmm. Wife Swap episode, she has a theory. And I kind of agree with her theory. She is quoted saying that during the initial swap, when it was her time to make some changes and mm-hmm. to kind of give the boys a different kind of life, she wanted the boys to have fun and to try and enjoy life, even for a little bit. She let the boys watch TV and even play video games, which they've never done before. And Jacob literally ran out of the house crying. And when Lori ran after him and was like, honey, what's wrong? Like, why are you crying? Like, what's, are you okay? He said, quote, his mom and dad would tell him that he was going to burn in hell. So he was basically saying that, like, he was nervous to watch TV and play video games, even if she said it was okay, because his parents, like, hammered into him so much that, like, if he partook in anything including like modern anything like mm-hmm. he's gonna go to hell so she assumes that the expectations and limitations that were put on all of the boys quote caught up with him mm. and that caused him to snap and like yeah but that many years later well i guess really wasn't that many years later do you say this was like 2008 2009 and now we're in 2017 mm-hmm. i feel like that's not that much time though it's passed I guess, yeah. It's only like eight or nine years. Yeah. And honestly, I kind of agree with her. Kind of throwing it back to last episode when I was talking about Israel Keys, I feel like when you're in that seclusion, you don't develop healthy anything. That's true. And so I feel like he definitely must have like snapped in some way, shape, or form. Like it, something must have happened that triggered him that was just way too much, but we literally have no fucking idea. Like he hasn't said it. And I kind of also think it's crazy that his family is still standing by him. Like, he... I mean, he was off to... Was he in college at all, or was he still just at home? I forget. It didn't say if he was in college. He is, like, one of the middle brothers. He's, like, the second to youngest. So he he was 25 at the time this happened. So he could have very well already graduated of college. So, I mean, I wonder if he was just experiencing more of the life and it just got so overwhelming or i think that's yeah maybe he i mean it could be a lot it could be that it could be he finally met somebody and this person was talking to him and you know he found out like i'm not actually going to go to hell so then he turned on his mom Mm -hmm. because but then what that how does that include his brother Mm -hmm. could possibly be that his brother was just there and he didn't want and he didn't want a witness or it could have possibly been that he wanted to save his brother from the damnation that was gonna be coming to them from like straying away from their views i don't know it's so many so many options so many options and we have no fucking idea because he won't fucking say it so jacob was indicted and arrested in october of 2018 he actually turned himself in once he found out that a jury because like he was in the hospital for a long time obviously mm-hmm. because he shot himself in the head um and so like once he got out of the hospital like the jury like it went in front of a grand jury where they're like hey he killed these t- like his two family members and so he got like indicted and so he turned himself in and he actually pled not guilty which wow. is like <laughs> crazy he pled Shock. not guilty by reason of insanity so he's claiming that uh. he wasn't of sound mind when the incident happened and because of this insanity plea, he was sent to one of those mental health facilities, like a mental hospital, mm-hmm. basically. Um, he was there for two years. Wow. And while he was there for the two years, he tried to escape twice. Because wow. of course he did. Like, it's not of a course. shock. Of course, yeah. And so that, I don't know, but for me, it's like if you do the insanity plea and then you get sent to the hospital and then you, like, make these decisions to, like to fake things and like to escape and like do all these things that to me proves that you were not insane when you committed the crime because if you know now that like if i don't get out of here and like run away i'm gonna get convicted because of x y and z that means that you understood what was going on Mm -hmm. in the moment 
So you were not insane when it happened. Anyway, (laughs) no one actually fell for the insanity plea and he ended up being cleared to stand trial. So it seems like the people at the hospital had the same thought process as me. They're like, you know what the fuck you did. Like it it wasn't, whatever your reasoning was, it wasn't because of insanity. Mm And once the trial started, he actually changed his plea to guilty. So I don't know if he just felt literally guilty about it and was just like, all right, whatever, I'll just take whatever comes to me. Or if it was more like his lawyer was probably like, if you don't take this guilty plea, like you could be facing life, you could be facing the death penalty, you could anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And so he was handed two 15-year sentences in 2021. So that's not that long ago. That was literally two years ago. So he technically got like 30 years, but he got like, you know, 15 years for each murder. Yep. And that's it. There's no explanation. He still hasn't come out and given us an explanation as to why he did it or his reasoning behind it or literally anything. And all we could just do is speculate. And, but I like all we can do, like, that's all I have left to say. Like all we can do is speculate. But for me, I think him like snapping and like something just like in his head like making him do that i think that's the most plausible reason because why else would he just one day decide to kill his mom yeah i feel like if i had to make my best guess obviously it's my opinion just from what i have and just Mm -hmm. what i think it was just i feel like he might have realized what his parents put him through Mm -hmm. and he just wanted payback because i feel like i kind of agree with what you're saying because like it's not, it's kind of extreme to call it, like, neglect, what they went through. It was neglect. But I think I it's would, very, very fair to say yeah. that's neglect. I would say that it is neglect, though. I would agree with you, but, like, I'm just saying it's dramatic because, like, obviously a lot of kids get, like, neglected a lot worse. Not yeah. comparing one trauma to the other, but that's right. just, you know. Yeah, yeah. But definitely the way that they grew up, there was a lot of issues in it. And, like, that's why it's so crazy about, like, it being, like, a, that's why it's, like, coined as, like, the wife swap murders. Mm-hmm. Because, like... You remember watching that show in the, like, early 2000s? Like, you would just watch it, and it was like, oh, this cool thing, look at the two different families. Like, oh, they learned something that's so wholesome, whatever. And then, like, what? Like, four, eight, or something years down the line, he fucking offs and murders his mom and his brother? Like, that is just fucking crazy. I mean, if anything, it the wife swap could have been the catalyst, and he's learning, like, hey, like, there's all this stuff out there, mm-hmm. and all these people are doing it, and we're not. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed and to be going to go to hell yeah. for doing all this, but we're the only one that's living this way, yeah. so what's going on? And Lori apparently told him that, like, God gives him free will and that his parents, like, took it away. That's what I saw in one of the articles that I read. So it's like, I don't know. I feel like if the Wife Swap episode didn't happen, I wonder if the incident would have still happened, but I don't think it would have. I think it was. Like, I don't think it would have, because I feel like the Wife Swap episode definitely opened his eyes, and it's mm-hmm. like, there's all this stuff we've been told not to do but Mm -hmm. here's this woman coming in and saying we can do it Mm -hmm. and god gives us free will and he'll still love us and then if especially if he goes out to like college or goes out to school somewhere and then he's talking to all these new people and seeing the lives they lived and then it's just like at that point all these people have lived lives vaguely different than us and we've been secluded and all these people are having a great lifetime and now I've wasted 20 something years of my life being told I was going to hell if I did anything outside of this fucking blue collar <laughs> grass band or whatever it was. And so I feel like just me saying that if that was I would probably fucking snap too because yeah. it's just like so much of critical uh, like upbringing and critical parts of your life was just mm-hmm. stripped away from you because mm-hmm. you were told like nope we'll go to hell can't do that Mm -hmm. and now you're finding out no i actually can and i've been left out of the dark of all this stuff i wanted to cover this case um kind of like around the same time that i covered again the israel keys case just to like show kind of how the seclusion of some religions isn't the best (laughs) like i don't know how else to say it like it breeds um psychopathic tendencies Mm -hmm. i mean this is definitely uh a very extreme case of religious families i would say yeah but i feel like it's not really because like honestly they were like both of them both of these stories the israel keys ones and this one it they were living very much like cult-like mentalities yeah that's what i'm saying yeah so as much as i'm not a as much as I am an atheist and when it comes to religion, I'm just like, but, but there's, these are definitely, I feel like outlier cases of, you know, 
Christianity and stuff. And granted, there's going to be a lot of famous out there that spew hate and ones that love, but the the ones that like seclude like this and live like this mm-hmm. are definitely very on the edge of just so far removed and like you said, just very extra culty. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of this. That's the kind of like religious families I'm talking about, though. The ones that are living like this, obviously not like the regular religious yeah. families, because I've I know so many Christians. I mean. Some of them suck, but, like, not – they don't, like, just fucking kill people, like, you know. So. Right. But, uh, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that because I knew for a fact that you grew up watching Wife Swap because I did. So I'm like – I did. I watched all those trashy shows. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why I was like – I was like, oh, yeah, what show do you think of? You're like, that's a raven. I was like, um, that's Oh, my God, do you remember even... Next? That was so unhinged. The person would <laughs> just walk love... off the bus and be like, Next, and I'd be like, wow. I was telling our coworker that, the younger one that we used to work with at the blue store. Yes. About next, and I explained the premise to them because what were they like nineteen? And I was like, yeah, you would like they would like do this quirky thing, this weird thing to the camera, be like, oh, my name's Brianna, I'm twenty five, and I eat eggs, like some weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally they would be getting off the bus, and it'd be like next, and they would get back on the bus, and be like, fuck that bitch, her loss, she was fat and ugly anyway. <laughs> like, just- it was the greatest, and the then greatest it, show. It would be the craziest, too, when someone would get all the way through the two dates and then be like, okay, you can either win this money or you can take me on a second date. And then they would take the money and be like, fuck you, bitch. And then they would get back on the bus. That shit was so unhinged. I loved it. Honestly, bring it, it back. That and parental control were my shits. Oh, my God. I was watching Next and parental Especially control all the time. Especially gay version. Oh, my God. Yeah messy dude i wish i'm sure there was a gay episode i wish that mtv would fuck off and stop playing ridiculousness on a fucking twenty five thousand hour loop and give me some fucking parental control next instead <laughs> like give me some reruns of that how about that room you raiders, hear me mtv room raiders was even unhinged too oh my god did you hear about this is a fucking getting off on a tangent but did you hear the thing about like room raiders and pimp my ride that like they would do all these insane things and then they would just like leave they would when they left like when the show was over they would take it <laughs> so like if you for example in pimp my ride like there'd be like one where they put like a flat screen in there and a fish mm-hmm. tank and blah, blah blah they would like take out the flat screen tv take out the electronics and just like leave you with like a shell of a car it was literally <laughs> all just for the show <laughs> i love that and room raiders was the same thing it sounds about do you remember right. the show extreme makeover home edition i love that show <laughs> move that bus <laughs> uh it's funny because so many people got fucked because of that show yep. Because sure, the house is free, but the taxes weren't, oh baby. God, yeah. So you have a half a million dollar house, but the family who can barely afford rent is mm-hmm. now having to pay thousands of dollars in tax every year. And mm-hmm. like, how am I supposed to do that? Yep. You know what's crazy about that show, too? It's like, you would be like, oh, I'm like six and I like frogs. And then your entire fucking room is a it's giant It's like one frog giant mouth. lily pad. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like 25 in that room still. And you're just like, hmm. <laughs> how do I get rid of this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh, on paper and at surface level, it was a really great show. Mm-hmm. Like the premise of it, but yeah. like the execution of but it sometimes was not the best. That and the fact that they were just like, yeah, you're you're responsible for the tax. I'm like, that's insane. Because mm-hmm. you're giving them this huge house and they already can't really afford like basic day to day. And mm-hmm. now you want them to pay thousands of dollars in home tax. Ta- that's, like, that's, like that's-, that's such an early 2000s thing is that fucking show. That's, that, when I think about the early 2000s, I think of like TLC, Wife Swap fucking yeah. extreme makeover home edition like that's what stuff I like about. that really blew my mind though because as a kid i'm like oh my god that's free i want that and then you grow up and even things like uh price is right because you win all these things yeah but you now as an adult you're like damn i would have to pay the tax on all of this mm-hmm. and that that's not cheap it's not that's not cheap in the slightest why is that my mom though because she said that she ever won the lottery that she's buying a big house and i was like no you're not buying a big house because you won't be able to afford the fucking property taxes and i was like do you know how much fucking property taxes are and i'm explaining it to her and she's like huh maybe i won't buy a big house and i was like yeah you won't you fucking won't see all i want is a moderately nice home a nice car and that's it the rest i'm gonna pay off bills i'm gonna help people i know like and obviously put a bunch away that'll just accrue interest in like a money market account or mm-hmm. something so i just set myself up for life but it's like i don't want a big ass one mansion's too lonely couldn't do it if you have a big ass mansion and you're in like the left wing you don't know if someone's breaking into the right wing i was just gonna say that all i think about is when you hear about like people breaking into like kylie jenner's mansion or something yeah or like kendall jenner's mansion no matter how many cameras and security you have you never like there's always gonna be you never know who's in your goddamn house so i'm like i want a house a little bit bigger than this one that's brand new that's it 
what I want. A car that I just buy right out. I don't have to lease. Don't have a car payment. Save money there. Great. Oh, I forgot. Pin. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree. That's all I would do with it. Yeah, that's all I have to say. That's all I have for this episode. <laughs> that was great. I love that. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, I it doesn't surprise me that shit like that is coming off the tail of one of those shows. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised something hasn't and happened. And I've never like heard next. of it before I heard it on that podcast. And I was like, that is just fucking crazy. Like, you'd think this would be, like, more out there, but it's mm-hmm. really not. Huh. Well, if you find any more, let us know. Mm-hmm. Future episodes, thanks. If you find any more, let us know on our Google Doc form. Yeah, right. <laughs> Linked in our show notes. <laughs> Linked in our show notes everywhere. Uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Isn't That Out podcast. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Yeah. You got some spooks, you got some crimes, all the good stuff. Yeah. If you want to follow us and keep up to date on what's going on, follow our socials as an Odd Pod, which is Instagram, and then Isn't That Out podcast on Facebook. Yeah. Like we said, email us at isn'thatoutpod.gmail.com if you want to tell us we're pretty. Show we're notes funny. for the Google Doc to give us more uh, MTV-related true crimes, mm-hmm. like the Wife Swap episode. And other than that, that's it. Like, subscribe, comment. <laughs> I don't know. Share with your friends, brothers, cats, dogs, owner. Rate us on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Music. Oh, Apple yeah. Podcasts. Oh. Oh, yeah. so, leave us reviews so rate us but only if it's five stars and if you're gonna leave a comment if you want to leave a mean comment you have to also make five it stars. five stars because yeah. if you do then maybe we'll say it on the podcast but if you don't i'm just gonna delete it <laughs> i don't know if you could delete reviews but i will <laughs> you can't but that's fine we'll delete it mentally <laughs> so yeah like subscribe rate us let the whole world know how fucking great we are oh my god speaking of the whole world our platform that we post just like updated and now we can see how often our podcast is like in search and oh my god that's fucking crazy yeah <laughs> how many impressions it makes i'm like this makes me ill it does so yeah <laughs> help us get more impressions babe yeah make sure to clean your fucking face because you stink <laughs> i and... forgot about that <laughs> i was like huh <laughs> and don't yeah. be a douchebag that's all we got for you today be a menace do great things don't be a dick be your own sky daddy. Drink lots of water. Be hydrated. Drink lots of water. Clean your face. Clean your butt. Clean your Stay armpits. Stay hydrated. Drink lots of water. Eat um, some good nutritious food. Yeah. Eat some ice cream if you're into that sort of Period, thing like me. Yeah. If you're lactose intolerant, take a lactate before you do. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant and I took a lactate pill and I was constipated for a whole day and I'd rather kill myself. Anyway, goodbye. Anyways, <laughs> that's a great way to end. <laughs> We'll see you on next week episode of This Is Not A Podcast. Bye. Bye. <laughs>